Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you do anything cool extra. You do anything extra to Lavrone and Wheeler, <laughs> like put a little Essequin in their arms. Yeah, and yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't look, look the so same cool on, me. on other people. Yeah. <laughs> other people are like my arms all lumpy and looks. Kevin Lavrone does a little bit of Essequin. It's like good God. Hey, everybody. Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode 118. Of course, I'm here with Dusty Hanshaw and Scott McNally, myself, Big Ron Partlow. And today, we have a whole bunch of Instagram questions, and I'm sure we'll find something to blabber about on It's Just What's going on, guys? Just living the dream, you know. I, it's it's allegedly the week of uh, Christmas, and I can tell because traffic is terrible. Everyone are assholes, and it's just the spirit of the holidays. It's the worst the spirit of the holidays. I have to say, like, share, subscribe, com- comment, and ring the bell. There you go. Make sure you do that before we get into it. I don't want to forget or else Scott spends the whole episode with a little bit of anxiety. I'm going to do it before we're out of here. It's like it acid here. reflux. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of burping the whole episode. Like, Dude, the last episode, Ron, like for some reason, I don't know what happened, but the last episode took off. We got like overnight. It was our biggest show in like the last few weeks. Really? Yeah. It was good. That's good to know. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, maybe there's a, so the holidays approaching, people are more depressed and <laughs> they're spending more time huddled at home, avoiding everyone and their more podcasts are being viewed. So yeah. maybe that's Could be sort of a sad reason that we're doing better, but yeah. we'll, Could we'll be. triumph on yeah. other people's sadness yeah. and hope for another well, maybe they're, 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 they're trying. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's no, good. I'm doing well, uh, gentlemen. Um, you know, still kind of sitting around waiting for the crypto market to recover. <laughs> but we'll be sitting you know, around for a minute, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I need a, a month or two to read up on some other subjects, and then all of a sudden it'll be back to action. So we're good. We're still figuring out things to do in that space while it's a little sluggish. There's lots going on. So I'm I'm having a bit of an adventure, doing a lot of reading every day. I know every day I learn something. I'm like, oh fuck, that sounds crazy. I didn't know that. There's lots to know, lots to know in that space. You know, there's like all this crazy shit going on. This is all I'm going to say about crypto, because I want to bore people, and it sounds so stupid to most people. But most people think it's money. They're like, oh, cryptocurrencies. They're types of money. But what? most people don't get is that most of the crypto coins that you're talking about are actually apps. They're like apps that run on top of another major, like Ethereum is like a major crypto, but it's almost like your iPhone. And then the other coins are apps that run on top of that to make things happen. It's, it's way more than money. That's like, that's just like such a, um, a ridiculously oversimplified way to to say it they're 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 all programs and companies that have projects going on like this project um you know project x is a you know decentralized finance project so it's going to be all about loans and banking without a bank like all that sort of stuff 
like taking all the middlemen out of the finance world. So like that sort of shit. So you're like, oh, well, fuck, that coin sounds interesting. So you start reading about it. You know what I mean? So it, uh, there's a lot of that sort of stuff going on. And then there's all the, the metaverse and gaming stuff that's going to be built on top of Ethereum. So anyone mm-hmm. who wants to live in the metaverse, which will be hundreds of millions, if not a billion people hooked up to the matrix eventually, all those people are living on the Ethereum blockchain using the other tokens as apps to like live in their worlds and move around. It's fucking, it's hard to wrap your brain around, but that's what those cryptocurrencies are. They're not just money. They're money in the sense that they're worth something, but it's almost like if I owned a bunch of cars and I was just trading cars for stuff, that's like cryptocurrency. It's not just money. Mm -hmm. These things have other uses too, you know? So you're like owning a chunk of a technology that does something basically is what your little coin is it's like a little piece of a of a tech company essentially that exists on the blockchain it's mind-boggling wait i thought they just were for buying steroids (laughs) hey that's how it all starts full circle that's, that's how, how it all here. starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decentralized <laughs> steroid traffic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Hey, hail to the black market. It keeps our economy healthy, right? There's nothing wrong. With that. I've, I've lived in I've lived in places. I lived in a place once. I won't name it, but it had the highest unemployment in the country at the time, and it also had the newest fleet of cars on the road. <laughs> coincidence pure yeah it's funny it's funny it's like yeah they're the most new cars exist here and we also have the highest unemployment in the state or whatever and i was like oh fuck that's funny <laughs> everyone knew what was going on There's so nothing, um nothing bad okay. about that nothing bad about that so what's going on with dusty let's get specific how are you well with me directly who cares but nationals was this last weekend and that go. was fun for the first time in a long time for me. Um, the depth of the show was much better than it has been. Um, right. It looked it. It looked it. I saw a lot of photos. I was like, this guy looks great. And this guy looks great. You know? Yeah. It was, it was definitely a great show. Um, I will say that uh, I was, this is funny. I'm speaking in, in two things at the same time. Best one I've seen in a while, and it wasn't as good as I expected at the same time because leading into the show, I had there was so much hype that I kind of thought it was going to be even more than it was. Huh. Um, like, I, I really thought it was going to like eclipse what was, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Um, and it did not do that, but it definitely proved that bodybuilding is here to stay. Um, what I really loved was the the amount of guys that were both in shape and had dense muscle that can only be made one way, and that's training your ass off. There were and and that was I mean I don't know if you watched Scott or Ron, but I actually watched the uh, <clears throat> online, and then I was also going back and forth with Tommy because he was there because I always like to verify. Okay, is what I'm seeing what you're seeing? You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> um. And uh, it, it was it was strong. I mean, literally, all the way from the bottom up. I mean, bantamweights up. There were guys that you're just like, damn, like some solid ass bodybuilders. Um, and what I really liked that excited me more than anything was these guys in the 
third, fourth, fifth, sixth slots mm. um, that I now know are the next couple of years of guys. You know, um, right. uh, for example, for uh, I mentioned him briefly, but we never we didn't really uh, go into any depth. But uh, Chris Fine, that did his first pro qualifier this weekend, he got I think fourth in the yeah fourth in the supers, um, and he jumped out at me as much as anybody because I was like, oh, he's going to be here for a while. Like he was very impressive already. Um, I don't think one or two more pro qualifiers, and, and he'll win and then be competitive you know great to see those you know that and if you go watch any of his stuff he trains you know like a freak i mean put as much weight on the bar and go up and down until you can't anymore you're telling me this is did you say this is his first pro qualifier yeah dude look at those freaking legs like like look just look at everything man (laughs) first pro qualifier that's ridiculous yeah he's nuts he's nuts great great physique You know, and I mean, it's exciting because there's another, he's another guy that like, if you go check out his page and huh. um, he posts a lot of videos and all he's doing, it's, it reminds me of back in the day. He's all covered up in a hoodie and long pants and nice squatting, deadlifting, rowing, heavy ass weight, you know, That's so, so cool. great to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, across <laughs> the board, I mean, from middleweights up, of course, is what I really watch. And it's the... I don't know. I didn't used to always love the first and second um, pro card, to be honest. But this show, it would have been a crime for a lot of those guys not to leave with pro cards because they were too good to have to to wait six more months. And unlike the last few years, there's enough guys behind them that it's not like, oh, well, next year's show is going to suck now because these, right. you know, eight guys just turned pro. Yeah. You know, so, so it was exciting what it, I, to watch. It, what what did you think of Carlos Thomas Jr., the guy that won the overall? He's nuts. Yeah, I mean, I assumed he was going to win going into the show um, just because he's so massive. I mean... Yeah. I I know he hasn't been as peeled as everyone wants him in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which has been, like, the only criticism. But I still was looking at him thinking, like, uh... As long as he's peeled enough, he'll probably win. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then it looks like he's the hardest I've ever seen him in these stage pitchers. You know, yeah. the no, legs are a he, lot more grainy. and I don't think it was close. Let's put it that way. Like, yeah, no, nobody had him in second for the overall, in my opinion. Um, no. And he's a guy who can do immediate damage as a pro if he brings I mean, look, it's not that far away. You know, like you're not saying he's not in shape you know what i mean he's just not no no yeah yeah there's a degree there he can still push it and you know he's got to bring his back up a little bit um but also just a little bit harder but i mean he's got all the tools everything's there yeah you know just the shape man of those legs is otherworldly isn't it yeah yeah he'll he'll come into his own do you know how old he is i have no idea but i mean I mean, he, he looks, I mean, to me, the I guess the best way I look at it is he's bodybuilding young. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks Clearly fresh. Now. So however old he is, that he just, he does fresh is exactly what I, w- what I would say too. And then uh, great to see Nate, obviously, Scott. Yeah. Uh, yes. Nate Spear. Come in and grab that thing. That was, that was uh, a well-deserved battle. How many pro qualifiers has he done? 
dude, I don't even know, man. But I mean, I last year alone, he was, you know, in that 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 like top grouping several times, and you know, he was up against like Bundy took one, Nick Walker took one, so mm-hmm. it was cool to see. It was cool to see. Yeah, he was yeah, peeled. Yeah. He was peeled. And and Justin Shear obviously looked awesome. I figured he was going to leave with a pro card one way or another. There's, There's Nate. Nate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yep. Nate. Nice and dry. Yeah, look good. His, his conditioning. You know what I love is uh, is a guy like Nate that you just he you know that he's going to be on. So like you no competitor that's coming to a show as a super is looking past him because he's he's not going to miss. So you know he's in the mix every single time. You know, um, and then actually uh, Matt Berzicott took third and he hasn't competed. I don't know how long it's been since he was on the You're national kidding. level stage. But yeah, he took third, and and he was he was granite. You know, he's got some some uh, torn uh, muscles pack, but honestly, nothing really distracted me. I thought his physique looked wacky. Um, so yeah, he brought it. If you got a shot of him up there too, it's it was impressive. Like that top four were just man. Bye, oh, Scott. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm just having oh, some yeah, microphone issues. <clears throat> okay. So, so yeah, throw throw a picture of him up, dude. What was his name? Matt Berzicott. Matt Berzicott. Look at oh, this place yeah. got to work. Just fucking, I'm firing names out. Just bam, <laughs> throws him up. Here he is. Man's a machine. Oh yeah, he came in oh, peeled, yeah. man. Absolutely peeled. Yeah. Yeah, he was dug out, and his it's crazy. Like, so he's he. Uh, I don't even know which one or both, but he tore his bicep. Oh, Years you ago. can't tell. You can't you see can that. You can see the pec tear, but you can't see the bicep, no. <laughs> yeah, the biceps look nuts. You know, I don't yeah, know do. yeah, which fine. one, if it was both, but I mean, you know, somebody would argue with that statement looking at the, that shot, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 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 And then uh, pull up a picture of Justin Shear. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looked he incredible, cute. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he had really great conditioning. He was, He was one of the best conditioned guys, I thought. Just overall, front to back, you know. There we go, man. His shape is so cool, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's got that like you know crazy waist lat thing going on. Good legs, so yeah, some great guys come out of the weekend. Um, it'll yeah, it be interesting, watch, man. You know, you always you always wonder like, okay, who's gonna do something with this pro card now? Hmm. Right, like. You know, we've seen it in the past. Like one of my favorite stories ever was Brad Rowe. He got the second mm-hmm. pro card at the Nationals one mm-hmm. year. And I think it was the first year they gave out second place cards. So a lot of people were like criticizing it. Mm-hmm. And then Brad Rowe was like, fuck this. And he like qualified for the Olympia the next year. <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> he got third in his first pro, his first pro yeah. or something. Yeah, he like got enough points. He got into the O that year. Like it was funny. He was like, you know, so that's kind of just shows like, yeah, you know, you're a pro now, but let's see you be a pro. You know, some guys get their pro card really easily and they don't have the work le- work ethic to kick it in that next gear to go to the pro ranks. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen that a lot, too. No, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying I would have the balls to do this, but you got to respect the and I haven't heard it in a while, but guys like Jose who were like, you know what? I'm keep the pro card. I'm going to keep doing this. 
you know? Yeah, like I'm not ready to be a pro yet. I got to work on my physique. Yeah, yeah. I got to win a few more national titles and get really seasoned. (laughs) I think the problem is the majority of the world is is more like those of us that are on this uh, podcast where the – I needed the perfect show to line up <laughs> so that I could get that card. Yeah, for Skyler Cole. Had I not taken that one, there probably never would have been another. <laughs> I could have taken yeah, second yeah. and third 17 more times, but yeah. beating everyone? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, for sure. I think it's funny, too, because yeah. a lot of guys do. They, they look at... Um, I gave uh, I gave um, John Ward shit last year because he did the USA's after not competing for a while, and he only did the Open. And he took second in the Open Supers. He looked nuts. Didn't do the Masters, which they did at the same show, and he would won the overall in a heartbeat. And he's like, I don't, I didn't want to get my card that way. And I'm like, but but you would have it. It would be right, done. right, and, and then no one cares. And, no one forgets. And he was right there, anyways. Yeah, nobody ever. I mean. I, nobody asks and if they do it's usually like in hindsight like you know do you have your pro card i'm like not anymore it's been so long <laughs> like, <laughs> right right i didn't renew my fee but technically i can <laughs> renew it anytime i want and jordan yeah. jordan janowitz he got his too by yeah so he was second to uh sheer and there's that side leg you were talking about last week dusty and I'll yeah, tell he, you guys both, man, that he trains so insane. Like he, he is so strong. He's always been strong. And he was able to handle training like branch for a number of years and not die in the process. So that's that says a lot in itself. <laughs> right. Yeah, he no, looked he dense. Looked I mean yeah, I felt like um actually I thought his front shots were the ones that really shocked me. I was like, damn, like, you know, he's just thick as hell. You know, he just uh Ran against, I mean, yeah. That's yeah. a great shot. Muscle for days, yeah. Hard to go up against like a Justin Shear shape. You know what I mean? Even we, no matter how much muscle you have, to go against a guy who has like really cool shape, it's, I think that's where he always has, you know, come up against a guy who has like the smaller waist or something like that. Yeah, but that's, and that's why you play your, you know what's funny is that's why you play your physique strengths. I think that's a mistake mm. that so many guys make. They want to, you know, well, I'll come in more streamlined. It's like, dude, you're a refrigerator. Just be the biggest fucking refrigerator there is. <laughs> yeah. And that right. might get you there. You know, I mean, Jordan is not, but I mean, like myself, like that was always the plan was just be big. Like it's never, ever, ever going to be pretty. Yeah. Right. But it'll give you your best odds if it's but just really it big. it can be more distracting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You know, eventually they get tired of seeing you and we'll give you a pro card. So you go away. There you go. <laughs> That's my strategy. So no, but it was, it was a great weekend, man. It was fun to see, and uh, it's nice to to see the back and forth of, of bodybuilding again. I think, I think back to your question last week, Scott. I think we're gonna see like, you know, a, a hopefully a re a resurgence of top guys now for at least a few years. Because yeah. I'm sure there's some that I didn't even notice that are in that ten spot right now. That next year will be. You know, right in the we've, mix. We've also, we've got a lot. Of, I know we've seen like, you know, the retirement of a few key players lately. You know, Dexter finally retired. And, you know, there's been a few guys, you know, that, you know, I mean, it's only been a few years since Phil Heath left, which was like a big deal, you know. So there's been like some of the old guard and they're talking about the new guard and stuff. But now the new guard that everyone's talking about, they're like most of them still, they've been in five years now. Hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
so it's like aside from like you know nick who's still really fresh as a pro there's there you know we we still need we still need another big shot of guys to come in here and pick up the back end because we're gonna lose there's gonna be like another <clears throat> dozen huge guys retire in the next few years because it's just that that's just the cycle that i'm seeing coming down the road yeah. you know a bunch of the great guys at the o are in their mid late 30s <laughs> you know if not already 40 you know so mm -hmm. there's a lot of guys like, you know, you think of Roley, you think like, you know, there's a lot of guys, William Bonack, like how many more years are these guys going to be banging out where we just assume they're in the top group and, right. and, you know, they're, they're, they're going to have to do the, the Dexter uh, exit one of these days. And it's not going to be that long till we lose a whole bunch of them. Hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, hopefully they go on to the happy uh, Dexter looking retirement where they uh, <laughs> train for a pump every day and look fantastic and just keep being cool. Um, but uh, we're gonna need some guys to come up and, and fill the fill the spots. I mean, what's the top what's the top five at the Olympia gonna look like in five years? Hmm. That's a good question. Like yeah, five nuts. years. Who's still gonna be there in five years? You know? Like just think of all the guys that, you know, are old enough. It's not like everyone has to bodybuild till they're fifty, like Dexter. A lot of these guys mm -hmm. want out by the time they're forty. A lot of these guys want out by the time they're thirty five. They've got other businesses going on. It's not the end game for them to just be a bodybuilder. Hmm. Not every right. not every pro is a lot of pros are trying to make their biggest dent and win as much as they can, but they still know that they've they're they got other stuff going on, right? So I don't know. I see a big turnover coming. Like we think mm -hmm. we saw one kind of, but there's a a, a much bigger one coming very soon. Hmm. And uh, guys like, you know, guys like uh, Justin Shear and uh, Carlos Thomas um, coming in, that's going to really help, you know, really help fill those gaps. Yeah, those guys will be exciting right out the gate, too, which I think is fun. You know, they're going to get mentioned leading into their first uh, pro show, you know. And I yeah, think that cool. Nick doing so well has allowed people to actually say it can happen again. Because for a while, I mean, unless you were Phil Heath um, or Hunter, it was kind of like, well, we'll see. You know what I mean? Like Nick winning the Arnold kind of changed the game because it was like, okay, it can be done. Because that hasn't happened, what, since Phil? <laughs> Not Flex. even Phil. Phil didn't win Flex, the first time either. Flex Wheeler. Flex Wheeler. Flex, yeah. <laughs> Flex Wheeler was the last guy to win the Arnold this rookie year. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty crazy. You know, that's no, nuts. Nuts for sure. Um, okay. I had some other stuff. I had a bunch of questions. Are we going to do questions? You got something else? Oh, we're going to talk about that other show. What's going on with that other show, Scott? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, I came across this. Uh, you know, this was maybe like a couple months ago. Joan Sagala, he has 86 subscribers, so he's kind of a newer guy. He's uh, and I don't know where he's from, if he's like from Malaysia or something, but he has his own bodybuilding podcast. And I saw that he uh, he commented on our stuff like he actually has like clips of our show and he's talking about what we were talking about. So I was super flattered by that. And last week in particular, he uh he was talking about our show where we were discussing Nate Spear and how about how Nate had changed his physique and all that stuff. And I kind of thought it would be cool if we could give him, Joan, a little piece of advice because he said yeah. his legs suck. And I thought, man, I got to get with Ron and Dusty and see if maybe they'll <laughs> give Joan a little bit of advice here and what he can sure. do. 
interview with Ron Partlow. His legs quads is really man. How he doing that? Okay, the low quad sweep. It's hard for me, man. I I don't have any kind like type quad of the sweep like net spear. <laughs> how he do that? Come on, guys. Maybe from all of you who how to doing that, please tell me, guys. <laughs> Well, quad sweeps one of the biggest questions that I think we get from bodybuilders because mm. you know it's one of those cosmetic things that, that you know everyone I mean that's kind of what helps make a set of legs it's you know and and uh I mean my opinion on quad sweep is that first of all it's hugely dependent on your genetics how many muscle cells you have in the outer head of your quad You know, I mean, I know guys with massive teardrops and thick quads, but they don't really have that much sweep. And mm. it all has to do with your genetic shape. But then on top of that, you take the sweep you got or the the uh, the outside quad that you have and you have to get it as big as possible. And that's mm. where your sweep potential lies. So, you know, we don't all have Robbie Robinson's biceps, but the training principles to get our arms to grow is the same. And the bigger we get our bicep, the rounder it'll look, you know, and the more distracting it will be from its lack of aesthetic appeal. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think the key for quad sweep is is depth. I, um, I've I, I've really gone down this this rabbit hole uh, about quad sweep and leg training has always fascinated me. And all the evidence I've seen says that foot position doesn't matter as much as depth does hmm. depth mm -hmm. is a key you have to go deep the the outside head of the quad doesn't really stretch that much like you have like it, it's it's not like a two-jointed muscle you know like the uh, rectus femoris crosses your hip joint so you can really stretch that muscle you can put your foot behind you and stick your hip out and you feel mm -hmm. like you can like fucking really stretch it hmm. but your outside quad i mean most people can fold their knee all the way to their butt And it's just kind of stretching their outside quad. You know what I mean? Right. And so a muscle needs to be stretched, loaded under a stretch as much as you can. And the only way to get to a maximal stretch with your outer quad is to go like all the way down. And if you're not going all the way down, you're just not really getting it into any kind of stretch position loaded. Mm -hmm. It's just not that. It's just not under that much tension. So you have to load it and you have to go all the way down. So, you know... I, I used to fuss more about with the feet, but I think that's that'll affect how much glute you're using too. That does affect that. But essentially for quads, what matters is get comfortable so that you're strong and stable hmm. and you you feel mechanically able to drive, you know, really drive the weights. And once you're strong and stable, you got to get your ass to your heels. You got to go all the way down. Hmm. So, you know. That's what I would say about quads and on leg extensions too. You know, you see people that only go to 90 on the leg extension, but you got to let your feet like fold under the platform, you know, mm. fold right back and try to get a good leg extension. Like I hate the ones that's set down, you know, mm -hmm. so that all that stuff matters, I think. Huh? No, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you touched that. I've got a, uh, <clears throat> I've got a younger client, Ron. Um, and every time he sends me videos on, I'm afraid he's going to quit and not because he's not mentally there, but because I can't get it through his head that I do not give two fucks how much weight he's using. If the range is shit, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it, 
it really does matter that much, <clears throat> especially like you said, for because I'm actually talking about squatting and hack squats and I have him on the Smith because he's he's newer, you know, and I'm like, literally you go back up when you can't go any further down. Like that's yeah, the easiest way to that. like 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 it can't happen, you know? It's it's that simple. And the fact that you're not that big means you can go even further. Your legs won't run into each other anytime soon. You know, but it, it's right. it's <laughs> key because guys they just want to add weight, and I'm like it 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 doesn't matter, especially if it's not stretching. Yeah, uh, Cormier used to have me do extensions in the beginning, and then once we were like totally blown out and deep deep stretch on the extension, he'd have me hop up and then force a stretch huh. right then and there, like a brutal stretch off the edge of the uh, extension for like thirty yeah. seconds, and then switch. That brought a pain that listen. So I, I like to attribute pain and and growth somehow in my brain. I'm like, what? It hurts. It's got to be good. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of connection. <laughs> Something is happening. Has to be. This is science. There's no way. There's no way big <laughs> muscles like that can come without without some sort of pain payment. There has to be an exchange of pain for muscle like that. It can't come easy. There's no way. I'll be so. When wouldn't, wouldn't we be pissed if like. You know, if you get time travel and, and you go ahead 20 years and they've unlocked muscle growth and just any <laughs> asshole can just have 21 inch arms, it's like just like super easy little routines they're doing to trick muscles to grow. And Seven like minute totally, abs. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got the, you know, it's just a certain supplement and everything is just so easy. That'd be hilarious. What were we doing? <laughs> That, you know. Thanks for waiting all these years to make that, Elon. Jesus. Yeah. But then the whole culture of bodybuilding would change because right now it's all guys who like to beat themselves up for some reason. Yeah. And then in the future, bodybuilding would just be all these, like, you know, would be no You have to find a different involved. way to hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Victoria showed me this YouTube channel of just strange oddity people, some of them, like a bunch of plastic surgery people. And there was a couple guys that were doing like chest implants. Like these guys had no muscle whatsoever, but like one guy had quad implants. But you could see like underneath it all, he was like a legit super skinny guy that had like these fake shoulders, a fake jaw. Like I, I can't remember. He was like, I can't even count how many surgeries I've had. But, he, you know, obviously he liked the maybe it'd be more guys like that. That's what I'm thinking. People yeah, who, you know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You could just do it. You could just do it. Just snap your fingers and you got the quad sweep. <laughs> beautiful. Imagine if it was that easy. Would you just, want it? Would you want it if it was? Let me right. ask you that, you know. It would be nice if it was a little bit easier. Like, oh, just, put, just, 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 just put your feet together on hacks, and your other yeah. quads will grow. And like three sessions later, you're like, oh yeah, they're really coming it. along. I see it. Yeah, that is the key. <laughs> My feet were too wide. I knew it. Yeah, you know, it'd be nice. It would be so nice if gains were just so much more instant. Like, hey Ron, turn your pinky on the preacher curl, and you're like, oh, I'll give that a try. And like two weeks later, you're like, yeah. Paid all the hard work paid off. I feel like that's what uh, guys are looking for in the beginning. Yeah, like yeah, that's when, what they think they come happen, to you. Like, that's oh, what so they're waiting for. Here. Yeah, or yeah. or if you just take this shot, or you just take this supplement, or and, and it's not even a shot on them. Like we said, it's like I wish it was that way, but you feel like yeah. you're going to disappoint them with the truth. It's like, no, yeah. no. Hey, I started I started 50 megs of Anadrol three weeks ago, and I I, I mean I've I'm not huge yet. Like <laughs> fuck. 
must be fake Anadrol. Well, I got to be. be honest. My first cycle, I gained a lot, like 15 milligrams of D-ball, and I put on like 20 pounds. And I'm not saying I gained 20 pounds of muscle, but I started doing the math. And I was like, okay, so if I'm just on 15 milligrams of D-ball and I've gained 20 pounds, imagine oh, if yeah. I were to, I'll gain 30 next time, then 30 after that. And, you know, I'll, I'll be up there just a few more cycles. If I double the dose, I'll yeah. double the gains. <laughs> yeah, it's very obvious. I may have tried that. Yeah. <laughs> I think what everyone somewhat think? tried that. <laughs> yes. Here's a question. We'll hop since we're on, since we're on the topic of drugs. I'll start with this one: Anadrol or D-ball? Which Is one do you want real? in your stocking? Yeah, we'll assume oh, they're both real. We'll assume that they're it's Syntex Anadrol 50 and Russian Piranha Ball 5, the best D-ball ever. That's what we'll yeah, assume. I was, was, was going to say that, that I'm going the D-ball for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, don't want the, I don't want the water attention or the uh, appetite sleep that Anadrol. I could never do Anadrol for a cycle because it, it destroyed my appetite so that I couldn't eat. Hmm. So right, it like, right, defeated okay. the purpose. I would gain weight, but I'm like, well, it's water. So I'm not eating. I, I found if I took Anadrol, my appetite went to, I just had to eat more Burger King. That was always my remedy at the time, back in those days. Uh, see, back in days when help. I would take Anadrol, I would also be like, well, I just like, you got to get the calories up. I mean, what's a guy going to do? Well, a Whopper back then was 99 cents, so it just made sense. Yeah. <laughs> I just aged myself so terribly. Some kids like, those are $11 now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have to explain to them that their eleven dollars is worth what your ninety nine cents used to be. Exactly. <laughs> fault. And then you start mentioning the Federal Reserve and printing yeah. money, and you realize yeah. they're not listening anymore. Yeah. We've went off track again. Shit. Yeah, they're trying to make you poor. Yeah, yeah, I know. I get moody with that shit too, Dusty. <laughs> oh, you've got a savings account. That's cool that you're losing money. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw this major investor. Like, I can't remember his name, but he's like one of those gods that everyone like listens to. Mm-hmm. And he came out with his like official like update, you know, on what to do. And he's like, don't hold any cash. Get rid of it. No cash. That's what he said. Huh. He's yeah. like, your cash is just losing money by the day. And damn, he's got to be invested in something. Get into real estate, get it into crypto, get it into good stocks, get it into holdings, get it into this and that. But he's like, smart, rich people won't hold any cash. They'll hold minimal cash. Yep. That's how they'll avoid inflation. And poor people will hold cash. Hmm. That's what he said. And I was like, holy fuck, that's just brutal that that's what's happening. You know? <laughs> it's mathematical fact is the problem. <laughs> yeah, problem. Okay. You got one, Dusty? Do you got a question? I got a bunch. Keep firing away. I haven't even glanced at you. I was just hanging out here. I forgot I was here. Sorry. <laughs> so we sort of, I mean, we sort of touched on the holidays last episode. But I, I got some feedback that everyone really enjoyed it. And um, they wanted to hear more. I had two people message me say they wanted to hear more holiday, you know, favorites, more, you know, best of sort of thing like that. So what's the what's the holiday food? Your favorite holiday food? Oof. We sort of mentioned this, the Nimo bars the other day for like Canadian Christmas treats. Yes. But, yeah, that's a that was a gem I haven't even had. Uh the only thing that I that my mother used to always do is she used to make a breakfast, and I think this isn't even the right word, but she calls it a souffle. But all it is is like bread. Eggs, bacon, sausage, 
all cooked in like a glass pan in the oven Ooh. that's floating in water. I don't know why it needs to sit in water also. Who knows? Oh, the pan? Oh, the pan is floating yeah, in water? And a shit ton of cheese. And I can honestly say that that's the only thing that I eat during the holidays where uh, she'll make a second entire one for me to take home. And it usually takes three servings for me to kill the thing. Huh. Right. It's right. It's nuts. And I don't like those types of like, uh, I call them like, it's because I lived in Utah with a giant family for a while. I rented a room from their house. I called it like a Mormon family meal where it was just a bunch of shit in a plate and then everyone ate from it. So I always hated that. But this is the exception. Yeah. Amazing. Right. Yeah. Game changer. That's like the the thing. And, you know, I've I had that every year since I was like, can remember. So both holidays, right. that's a that's a wake up thing. I would drive 30 minutes to my mother's house just to eat that and then go home. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? It's yeah, what about Scott? Huh. Well, I did mention the bars, um, and I do feel like you guys have so many good, like, so many good sweets. You know, we've talked about the butter tarts. You guys have those up there. Yep. Here, I'm just thinking, like, I, I feel like our, I, my family's Christmas is much like our Thanksgiving in that mm-hmm. we'll do, like, a turkey and the stuffing and the mashed potatoes and the gravy. And I, I, I think that's really about that's about it. Like, I can't think of anything else that we really, that I, that really stands out to me, but that's like, you know, very, like very white Christmas, I guess you'd call it. You know what I mean? It'd be like some pumpkin pie. That would be, (laughs) you know, on the side, something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite thing is Turkey dinner. Yeah. You made such a good point. On our Thanksgiving episode, I, I you, you said the debate the ham turkey. Uh, yeah, the turkey. I, I really thought about that. The turkey births the rest of the meal. That's a quote. It that's a wrong the, quote right there. Forever. Yes. Yes. Without Ron the turkey, there is no turkey gravy. Yeah. Exactly. It's valid. It's very valid. You point. know what I mean? And so that's uh, we actually had our staff party last night at the gym, and we huh. had a turkey dinner catered. So we brought a caterer in. It was awesome. She made like, you know, turkey stuff and mashed potatoes a whole bit. Really good. Everyone loved it. So we ate almost everything. In fact, the only thing we didn't finish were, surprise, surprise, the desserts. <laughs> Bunch you of fitness people. KO'd by then. <laughs> finished, the, the, you know, all the salads were gone. Everything was gone. Turkey was completely gone. Everyone ate everything. But they just brought like too many cookies and treats for us. It was funny. We wound up leaving them out for the members this morning so sure we'll have a lot of happy members i don't know if that's COVID protocol but i guess who cares so you know (laughs) that's my favorite though so yeah turkey dinner i'm all about turkey dinner i give a fuck about anything else the whole christmas as long as a turkey count on this right like (laughs) i need to ask questions (laughs) want to (laughs) know is scott frozen or is he just in awe I, both, both. I'm having problems here, so I'm getting rid of my. Holy my, shit! I know, I know. It, I, we can move around and stuff. I know. We, there gonna, was two of them. Then there was one. Then I'm in the middle. Wow! Throwing off. I gotta switch this around mm. now. I'm having. Uh, I don't Scott's know what it is. On me. You guys have jinxed me on my uh, my camera situation here. There we go. Oh, there we go. There, there we, we go. go. We'll go with this camera. <clears throat> Scott just likes here's, to show us he's got multiple cameras. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, he's just showing off. You want to do? You got a question? I have, I have a lot of questions, questions, but they're not things yeah, I can ask like, on the air. Right. Oh, you, <laughs> <laughs> you you meant do I have questions from people? Yes, yes, yes. there are many. Um, no, actually, I have a, a a good one that I like. Um, best, I hate this word, bulking foods when on a budget. Oh, That's a good one. Whole eggs. Whole eggs. Yep. Eat eggs. They're a fantastic protein. They've got so much in them for you know, nutrients that you need. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. But aren't eggs like getting way expensive now? Maybe that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, may, maybe that for now. But you know, another one, same thing that I always laugh at is uh, why everyone's afraid of dark meat chicken that's so much cheaper. It is. Oh yeah, chicken thigh. And, yeah, yeah. And you get the fats. Yeah. Like chicken thigh is the is the money. That's that was when I was poor. That was the the jam because you could get it so yeah. cheap. You know, and extra lean ground turkey that's not, or the lean, you know, the extra lean ground turkey that's lean, like half yeah. thigh, half, yeah, yeah. That stuff's awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, extra lean ground beef is not that expensive compared to other meats. It's usually pretty affordable. You can still buy that. Um, and like, I don't know why so many people, I, I think that this whole anti bread thing is oh, sort of crazy like the people that refuse to eat bread like oh i'm eating, not eating bread i'm like fuck a million loaves of bread man like just it's cheap it's easy it's fast it's good you know how hard yeah. is it to eat two pieces of toast Jesus. i write that in the diets all the time and i'll and i write uh two slices of bread and i just put in parentheses looking for about 20 grams of carbs per slice yeah like yeah, I don't give a yeah shit whatever bread you, bread you choose yeah, yeah. that's fine yeah, 20, yeah, 23, yeah, yeah. fine. Good to go. Eat it. Bagels. You know? Yeah. You know, a bagel with some jam on it. That's a fucking great post-workout carb. Yep. You know, boom. Throw that down with, with a shake. But yeah, I mean, just people think they need to eat, you know, expensive, you know, super lean cuts of meat with, you know, uh, at every meal. And it's like, no, man, if you're trying to grow your young guy putting on some size. Just like get the whole foods. You know, well, plus, like you said before, it's funny to pay a premium to get your chicken breast and then turn around and spend more money to add fats to that to your diet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I know a way we could skip some of this and save some money. Right, right. Let's take a step out. It's like insisting on using DECA and then also having to use, you know, Prammy or whatever you have to use with it, you know? <laughs> Do you guys remember that video? There was like uh, Evan Senapani did where it was it was an uh, animal pack video where it was like he bought a week's worth of groceries with, I think, $50 or something. Yeah, those series were awesome. Yeah, yeah. Remember he did the he did like a really lean steak. It was like that. I like I round steak mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And man, I bought that stuff and tried to cook it, and I—I I don't think I did it right because it was the toughest steak you'd ever eaten in your entire life. But it was cheap. Yeah, I—I around is I—I uh, I could never buy that. But I had a butcher that used to take a—he—he'd trim a round roast, like he'd trim mm -hmm. a roast, which huh. is what they make round steak, like the same piece of meat. He'd trim all the fat off the outside, so it was just super crazy lean, and he'd grind the whole thing up for me. Ooh. So I would get ground round. That's what I would eat with no fat thrown in. Because a lot of times people don't, like if you get your butcher to do it, you can get whatever you want. But like 
if you ever watch a butcher grind up meat, they'll be grinding up meat and they'll actually take like a big chunk of fat and throw yeah. it in the grinder huh. yeah, because people want flavor. People want good ground meat, right? And they, they just mm-hmm. want it around 10%, 15% or whatever they want. Yeah. But if you want it extra, extra lean, you can get a, a, a butcher to like trim the outside and not throw the chunks of fat in there. Yeah. You know, and just grind the meat for you. And it'll come out so lean that like, you know, it's like that if you ever get really good ground bison, you can like fry it in a pan. And right. when you dump it out of the pan, the pan looks like you don't even, it looks clean. Like, yeah, you can like wipe crazy. it out with a paper towel and be good to go. Yeah. It look, it yep. would look like you washed it. Yeah. So yep. you get that super lean stuff, but you can do that. That's possible. Butchers, I find if you, man, it's such an advantage to just have a butcher who's a little helpful. Hmm. You know, I think back to all the meat I used to buy. And if you go to the same guy all the time, I guarantee you he'll start giving you a good price. You know, he can just get in there. (laughs) That's a fact. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you go in and buy like, and and try not to go in. Like if you go in every other day at a different time and buy a couple pounds off a different employee, they'll never get to know you. So go in like on the same shift, the same dude and buy like 20 pounds off of him. And he'll start giving you like, oh, I'll give you the the 15% off, you know. It's a pro tip right there. No, yeah, it's, yeah. it's true though, because I, I used to get that um, some of the higher end places, the the meat they can only have it for so long and sell it at the normal price, yeah. and then they need to marinate it so mm. it can last, last essentially. Another, yeah, and then they sell it at a at a lesser price. But what they would do is in that marinade, it was a um, what the fuck was it? I can't remember what the marinade was, but. It was all sorts of different steaks just marinated and put in. It was 10 bucks a pound, which compared to the 40 a pound that these would have been, it was really cheap. Right. Um, I went in there long enough that in the off seasons, they would pull aside like the filet and stuff out and then call me and be like, all right, I got seven pounds of the filet at 10 bucks a pound here. Do you want to come get it? I'm like, nice. I'm on my way. You know, right. so that's that relationship thing. Literally, it would just, they'd call me like, we got a package and I would just come pick up whatever it was and take it home amazing i feel like you know those like video games you play where you must build your alliances (laughs) (laughs) butcher is like yeah if you like you know think of it you put your character up on the screen and then all the different people that are part of his like alliance you got butcher you know need him you gotta know one cop you gotta know i was gonna gonna say the cop (laughs) (laughs) tell chuck i said hi when you take my license back there please (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, it helps. Build your alliances. That's a pro tip. You're right, Scott. It is a good right one. from us. That's a good one. But that's that's my tip to anyone. That's how I've always done things. I, yeah. I pick one store. Usually it's the one that's the absolute closest to me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> unless the, unless it just is not the best service, and then I'll, I'm willing to go farther. But find someone local in your community. Give them your business. Give them your business. So, like... I always go out of my way just instinctually to not like, like if I walk into a store and I see the owner and I see like two other staff members, I'll try to like go like, Hey, how's it going? And talk to the owner. You know what I mean? Mm. And cause that's where, that's where you get stuff. That's where you get deals made. Right. Is it the, with the owner? So just try to befriend the owner and like, let the owner know like, Hey, I'm going to be coming here like every week and yeah. getting this much off you. Like just, you know, and just build your alliance and, over time you start to get all you know all these discounts from people and that's just how everything works i think you you know like if i ever used back in the days when i would go out once in a while we'd go to the bar and since i was a bartender and i knew how the bar worked 
Mm-hmm. You know, normal people who don't think they go get a drink off this bartender and then they're over by the dance floor. So they get a drink off that bartender. I'm like, no, no, I pick one bartender huh. for the whole night. Yep. And that's my guy. And I buy every single fucking drink off him and I tip him really good. And by the end of the night, we're not waiting for shit. Yeah. Lineups don't matter. We're getting free yep. shots. Like that's how it works. And I would, so I'd walk all the way across the bar. Like I got to go get another drink. And they'd be like, we'll get one right here. No, no. My guy's over there. That's where my deal is. Yeah. That's where my heavy pour, that's where my big, the, the big double is, you know? And I'd always pick someone who looked like they trained, usually a dude. I'd also avoid female bartenders generally when I went out, especially in Vegas. And I, it was just because if I picked a guy bartender who trained, and there's always one, yeah, there's like an instant connect, like, oh, fuck, a couple of big dudes getting drinks. Yeah, what's up, guys? Like, and it's just, you're, you're already right in. You know what I mean? You're part of the club. <laughs> this is this is gonna be the episode that goes down in the history, right? This is here. good. I'm taking notes over. Ron's here. giving away the farm here. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, that's how I was as a bartender, right? I treat the the guys who keep coming back to me like, bam, I'm keeping you. You're not going anywhere. Yep. The next time you come here, you're coming straight to me because there's no way, like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it works. You it's know. Fact. Facts. All right. I got, I got a good one for you guys. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm going to take a brief moment to shout out our sponsors. I'll make it quick, but this stuff's super important because it's our sponsors that help to make this show possible. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. And if it wasn't for you shopping with our sponsors, we wouldn't be here either. You can support our programming by shopping with truenutrition.com. They're our title sponsor. They've supported us for a number of years. They have awesome health and performance supplements. You can ask Skip or Dusty or Scott Stevenson all about True Nutrition and they'll tell you how good of a company they are. Hardcore bodybuilders have trusted them for over 15 years now. Use our code THINK, you'll get some savings, you'll support our programming. If you're in Canada, you can shop with supplementsource.ca. They have highly discounted supplements, discounts on bulk orders, and free shipping over $99. Check them out. And finally, you can directly support our programming on Patreon. I'll have links below for Patreon and everything else. We're taking more questions over there, and I appreciate everybody who's already helping to directly support our programming through our Patreon. All right, guys, thanks for hanging with me. Let's get back to the show. Actually, okay, so been blasting and cruising for four years. Never gone over 600 milligrams of tests for each blast. Haven't seen much results in growth from the most recent blast. Should I up the dose? Any advice? Uh, what's the cruise dose? Is the cruise 300? <laughs> it's a valid point. I mean, you know, my, he's going my, assumption, to it, my assumption is that everyone TRT is at least 200, um, meaning, meaning it should be at least that low. But I, I know sometimes I see people's cruise. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's a miniature cycle. Yeah. So part of the problem might be that, you know, maybe he should be doing 100 on his cruises, right? Right. Um, so there's just not enough swing to make a real difference. Um, also, too, you know, anyone who's gone off for like three, four months between cycles, especially like, I mean, that's what we did for like decades, right? You know, that's mm-hmm. how everyone did it at, at one point. So we would notice like these huge kicks when we would go back on our cycles, like, Right. You know, gain fucking 10 pounds a first week. Yeah. You know, take like a shot of Sustanon and on fucking five days later, you're already heavier and like, you know, like that sort of shit because your body's just going boom. But when when I started like doing TRT between stacks, I'm, I noticed there was much less of a dramatic like hit. But mm-hmm. 
the trade-off is that you're avoiding the 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 big hole and feeling like garbage and losing more gains when you're off you know what i mean so that at the end of the day you think what well, probably yields more come yeah, showtime right. that's the thinking but you're not going to get the same hit when you do blast and cruise you know and then on the other hand you know 600 for some guys that not gonna do what they want it to do you know not everybody responds to 600 tests with nothing else like some people yeah you know when you gotta remember too i think we're talking about four years at the same dose mm-hmm. um so I, I don't think there's anything oftentimes because we push so hard about food and training the assumption is made that we're like so you, you can just do 300 milligrams of tests and get huge that's not at all what is being said it's just in in this case if let's let's just assume he was on 200 migs and blasting cruising exactly how i would have him do it and the and all other factors were correct because it's just now after four years that he's noticing this i'd be like yeah bump it up see what happens right because the thing right. is even if you even if you get wild and go to 800 which is a substantial jump from 600 you're not going to see some horrendous side effects and you will decide if you saw anything worth doing that. You know, I think that there is something to be said for that because a lot of guys, the problem is, you know, their starting dose is 600. Their next cycle is 12. And you're like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You just 100 percented everything. (laughs) Yeah. I bet that did work pretty well for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double, literally double the dose. There's a punk yeah. rock song called Double the Dose. Yeah, that's it. Double the dose. There you go. <laughs> Great. Now, that's they're going to start selling after this episode. <laughs> that album, is, that, that track is, is going to be in my next oh, training man. video. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I agree with you, Dusty. Um, another thing, too, like... You, you mentioned how people think, you know, we talk about training and food so much that, you know, like if you just train properly and put a ton of effort, you'll just grow forever. It's like, nah, you know, a lot of us are, a lot of people are already pushing against like their, their, you know, genetic limitations with, you know, the, you know, the, the 600 milligram test cycles and training like a madman. And who knows, like who, let's just say this guy's, already squatting five plates for his work set and he's already you know benching the 150 dumbbells and he's already moving big weights and stuff it's like he's probably not going to get much else out of 600 milligrams right. <laughs> right but if he's like squatting two plates for reps and you know his training's not proper then he could make a million adjustments to to get so much more out of 600 milligrams so there's a lot of other variables it's hard to nail it down you have to just point out, I guess, the simple thing is drugs can hide mistakes. Yeah. People, and that's why don't, I like guys to try to function and see you should be able to progress while on TRT. I think yeah. a lot of people get this idea that they're just going to try not to lose too much while on TRT. They let the training and some other things slip down. It's like, no, you should be trying to see enhance actual positive change and don't get me wrong i'm not if you were just going to grow out of control then you would just stay there forever but the goal should be to try to progress is the point that way when you do go back on everything is as perfect as can be like you said um and you could push the limits because because on the flip and i'm, I'm pushing this a little more now because i think there's been some misconception 
because we've been at this for so long that I've settled into what works for me. And then it makes it sound like you've never done anything else. Mm, yeah. You know, like, well, Dusty's never done more than, a, you know, 800. No, I've done 1,200 tests. And what I noticed was nothing. Hmm. I said so the I same like, thing. Huh. I, I didn't get I, anything I, more out of that. So a gram became my top of the mountain because yeah. I didn't see anything when I dick more. So it was like, well, then it just felt like a waste. But it was not because I was some angel against trying. It just didn't work. Had 1,200 blasts. I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's the one. And, and maybe 14 would have been tried eventually is my point. I don't know. But yeah. I think you have to drive that home or eventually you sound like you're full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I, I said the same thing. I, I went to 15 a couple times and didn't notice any advantage over 12. Mm -hmm. at all so i meant you know I, I made the same observation there's there's a limit you know i guess it depends on who you are as to what the limit is but yeah you know your well, genetic ability to tolerate drugs even, yeah i was gonna say well i also think some people just they're not paying enough attention to care um because it has to be better mm. i just needed it to be noticeable um because if it wasn't noticeable it was kind of like well then I, then what's the point you know, because because it, it should be drastic to the at least the point where, you know, like to where I guess the way I look at it is this. If no one told me and they were giving me my, my shots. Oh, cliffhanger. Oh, cliffhanger. cliffhanger. I, you have to watch next week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> <the rest of Justice. laughs> I, li I like to tune like in to next week to hear the rest of um, Dusty's story. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was going to say, though, is if if I was taking a certain amount of liquid and someone was loading the shots for me, yeah, I would know if they were giving me 400 and then bumped it to 800. Yeah, I would know. So that's what did not happen when I went above uh. a gram. So I took more and I'm like, you're looking for something like, oh, strength's about the same. Right. No. Okay. Nothing. Okay. Never mind. And it, I did a full cycle, and I actually tried it a couple times before I finally submitted that. Yeah, I didn't see a difference. Huh. Yeah. You know. Okay. What else we got? I got one. I got one. Let's help this guy out. Any idea why I'm puking up bile when I wake up in the morning? Oh God. He hasn't eaten anything. He's fasted, so he gets up in the morning and his stomach's bothering him. And he throws up a little bit of bile. That's a problem. Other than yeah. go to the doctor. Yeah, I was just, that's a problem. Sure. <laughs> I, I'm I just wondering if you guys ever heard of anything like this or if you think he's doing something the night before that's fucking up his stomach or if you ever had any ideas or no idea at all. I mean, n no. I have no, no clue. I haven't even heard of that. I mean, it's one thing to have like acid or something, but yeah, that to me would be like straight to doctor. For sure. Yeah, I would go figure that out. Yeah, at least find That's out what's normal. going on, right? So, I mean, he says it's bile, but like how many people actually know what bile is is like? Maybe it's like acid or something. I don't know. Yeah, I just wouldn't. I, I don't ignore anything that you don't hear about all the time. Like, yeah, that's another yeah. thing. Been around for a long time and I've never had anyone describe this to me. It tells me you should probably get it checked and at least have a doctor go, oh, yeah, it's fine. That's from this. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. What, what about, what about, let's, let's forget about what he says he's puking up. Let's just say puking. So just getting up in the morning and being nauseous. Yeah, Any that's a problem with too. That? Mm -mm. Yeah. 
Okay. No, but but same answer. Like I just think, especially especially after uh, my little nap, I think anytime you see something that just shouldn't be, and it consistently is, you get you get it checked out. Just make sure, you know, because yeah. you could find out. I mean, it, it's crazy, but I didn't even realize this that part of the reason that my issue took place was um, years of acid from pushing down food. Mm. So it had thinned the the lining. So the problem was it was just a ticking time bomb waiting to happen. Isn't your, it isn't your valve, isn't the valve on your stomach also a little bit fried? <laughs> well, I, all the valves are fried. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, literally, so because, of course, I, you find that out after the fact. But there's a prime example where, and, and Scott, we already talked about this. When we were growing up, your dad would say, oh, I have some Tums. Yeah, yeah. Handle it. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. It Eat a piece of bread. You got deep into this, so you're like, oh, that was a band aid for a broken arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, just kill the acid. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've got one here. This will be Shoot. fun. We can talk about this one for a while. What are some of your favorite? Scott can also do a search if he wants on this one. He All can, right, I'm, I'm ready. He's thinking. What are your most favorite and iconic bodybuilding photos of all time? Oh, uh, the front cover of the muscular development from 03 when Ronnie was just facing the back with his arms like back to his side. You remember what I'm talking Dude, about? Yeah, the, the kind of with his lats just hanging. Yeah, just yeah. mass everywhere 2003 olympia from the back yeah with the lats yes. relaxed right he wasn't yeah. doing the christmas yeah no he wasn't posing. posing it was just the glutes and just mass and detail everywhere it was insanity we'll see of course scott i gave him the hardest one. one if scott can find that one yeah no, yeah I'm yeah not, that's no. the one he needs 10 minutes yeah, yeah. that's a tough one because because i could probably do it if i knew uh by by year i would the, search 03 ronnie coleman so 03 like, olympia back yeah. Or like December muscular development cover or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this could be uh this could be a long wait of uh be me, a rabbit hole. me trying to find well, pictures. I don't I don't know if this is a say, great idea. Let's say let's pull up the quad stomp. <laughs> pull up the quad stomp then. I'm fine. Jay Cutler Scott. Jay Cutler quad stomp. Yeah, All Dusty right. can find it. So quad stomp, obviously we're gonna put that on the screen here. That's an easy one to find. There we go. There. Yeah, I don't know if this is the best one of it, but I'm just grabbing what I can here. That was that's such it. A, that was such a great that's shot. It. He like so, so reinvented himself in so many levels with that. You know? Yeah, it wasn't just a haircut, you know? Yeah. But it was the haircut um, was part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was. He had such a crazy look that year. He, you know that he was lighter that year? He was only two fifty nine. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's the part that blew my mind back then. Yeah, it was a great look. And then, of course, uh, Dorian's front double bicep, black and white. The oh, like the yeah. First, the first shot of the collection. You know, they're all impressive. I have the side try um, hanging up on the wall at West Coast. We put that up. Yeah. Um, the black and white side tricep. Just because I saw it on eBay, and I was like, oh, I'm going to order that. You know, it was a nice big poster. But the front double is kind of like, it's the one that was on the, you know, the first page of that spread. Yeah, yeah. there you go. You know what I think is so cool? Out. I think it's so cool. The first time that I was at West Coast Iron, uh, I, and I don't think I saw you on that trip, Ron, 
it, you had your wall where you had people signing. And, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, Ron has people like people, of, you know, notoriety, notoriety. That's the word in bodybuilding. Well, it's, the, it's technically the pro wall. It's the, the pro. Is wall, it so it's supposed to be all pro cards? Yeah. But so it's all, all pros up there that you've had signed. And I, well, the first yeah. time I went there, there was like a handful of signatures. And then when I came back, the walls just like covered with signatures. And I think yeah. that's so cool. Scott, yeah, check your phone. That, yeah, all right, got it. Oh, Scott, he's got it. He found it. Oh, so oh there it is. There. there it is. That's a good shot. Oh yeah. yeah. So the glutes are flexed, but the back is just relaxed. Yeah, that's just how much muscle he had. It's a lot of. Oh, so that's a yeah, crazy. So that's how it says best of 04 research, but that might be an 03 magazine. I don't know. But yeah, crazy look from Ronnie. That's, that's a great so cool. photo. I used to love the old titles, like the freaks are back. Like that's just great. Like train like a freak. Plus, priest speaks out again, <laughs> <laughs> and again, and again, and again, and still speaking out. Yes, that's a great one. Also, too, let's pull up Arnold in front of the Sydney Opera House, doing that single bicep. Sort of quarter, three quarter turn, one arm up, flexing that classic. If you can find Arnold from the, I guess it'd be the 1980 Olympia because they were, no, no, it'd be the 1970, yeah, it'd be the 80 Olympia in Sydney, Australia. Yeah, that's where that was. It'd be 1980 Arnold. And he's standing on the rock and you can see the opera house behind him. That's kind of like a ridiculously iconic shot. Uh, oh, wait, well. Let's see. I see the front double bicep here with the looks like the opera house in the background. Oh, maybe that might be that I might be same 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 set of pictures. Probably just yeah. pull, pull that up. They'll I don't know point. who who's this with him there. Oh, that's that's actually not the photo I'm thinking of. But I, I don't remember seeing that one before. Huh. And then I see a cropped version of that one too. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of those there. Here's another one from that same scenario i'm sending you guys just oh, I guess. things that <laughs> you got another one <laughs> that, that i consider see? iconic all right <laughs> oh jeez yeah, geez. yeah. this is a good one dusty marcus the night of champions it just doesn't even look real you know what i mean <laughs> oh that's so good it looked like his shoulders and his pecs might pop his head off yeah. of his body <laughs> Who's the who's the closest to having like that kind of freakiness in our current age of bodybuilding? I mean, I know there's nobody like that, but who's the who would be their own version of that today? That's the thing is he was so mm. This is what's crazy. Like Scott, I would say there isn't. Okay. Because he was just his own thing cuz if you were going to ask me who's the freakiest pro now, it would be Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Like without question. Uh, and, 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 but not that. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I don't even know what to call that. What about, could we put, now I know he doesn't look the same. Oh, this that's kind of the, this is the, I guess yes. that's the that's, photos I was looking at. Okay. There's a bunch that that are awesome. There's a few different yeah, poses, but that's the shoot. That's nice. That's the photo shoot I'm talking about. That's nice. Yeah. Classic shot of Arnold. You know, could it's not even the best build bodybuilding shot, but I just remember seeing it and thinking, "Oh fuck," you know. Yeah. 
What about would would Roly doesn't look like Marcus Rule there, but would he kind of fit into that? I mean, and I don't mean like oh, this yeah. year's Roly. I know what you mean. You know what I yes. mean? But like a couple oh, years yeah. ago, Roly. That's a that's yeah. what comes to mind for me. No, that's good. That's true. That's true. He was a Rulie's a freak's freak for sure. Yeah. Did you see that? Um, <laughs> there's a oh god, I wish I, I should see if I could pull it up and send it to you. Rulie did a uh, <clears throat> a video. <clears throat> it looked like they somebody probably actually did it for him. Okay. But um, but it, it was like a TikTok, and it had like this skinny little guy. And he's talking, and he's like, hey, guys, you know when you do that thing and you straighten your arm and you can see the muscle? <laughs> no one no one even cares about that. And then they show Ruli, and he does that, and he hits it. And then all of a sudden, Ruli goes, goes, shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> it was the greatest video. I, he shared it. I doubt he even made it because he probably doesn't care. I'm sure a fan did, but it was amazing. Yeah. It was on Here, Instagram. I've I've got another iconic photo that actually is kind of an iconic photo. Let me just find it here. This one. This I see this and it just makes me laugh. It kind of is like a classic photo. It's one of the oh, that is. photos. That yes. is actually. <laughs> that actually is. That's a classic too. Yeah. All right. I don't oh, even man. know and if then, you can somehow do this, Scott, but I'm sending it to you. Okay. Actually, because it's amazing. You know what? If you send it to me, I'll put it in post production. How about that? You can you can screen capture it because it's off of Ruli's uh, Instagram. Okay. I'll throw that in here post production, guys. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many. Uh, you know, if you think of like legendary photos, I still think like there's some of Arnold and Franco together. Yeah. Like the one oh, where yeah. Franco's on the bench and Arnold's Arnold's like standing over the bench to spot him. Uh, or no, Franco's sitting on the bench and Arnold's behind, like he's going to spot him. But they're just they're getting ready to do a set. That that amazing photo of them. Um, I trained at a gym in New Zealand that had the, a mural of that airbrushed on the wall, mm -hmm. like a giant. And it was Arnold and Franco like on the bench in Venice Beach. You know, I used to like the ones with uh, with Joe Weider, like with the guys too that were very like uh, the generation after us doesn't even understand what Joe Weider really was. Hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, to bodybuilding. Like, this was just his obsession, you know? It's crazy to think this, that, like, it probably wouldn't even exist without him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, That's a classic. One. That's a classic. And then there's one where they're actually on the bench. That's the one I'm thinking of. But, yeah, there's just uh, – I know what you mean. There's some great ones with, kind, with uh, Joe Weider in them. Kind of like a little bit more modern, but I would say any picture – like this with Branch Warren and Chains combined, yeah, that yeah, speaks he, he, to me, you know, as being like a very specific era of bodybuilding. Yes, yes. You know what? Definitely. All of, um, oh, fuck. What was his name? Uh, all the, you remember like when uh, David, was it David Paul, the, the photographer? Yes, yes. Yep. Dude, all of his shots back in the day were, he, he has probably 20 that if you strolled through that were just amazing. Yeah, didn't you he know. do some really cool stuff with? Was it a uh, Flex Wheeler in the desert? Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if I can pull one of those up. Well, that's another. That's another one that has to be brought up. Um, this photo here is. That's. Uh, oh yeah, that's yeah. one of the most iconic uh, photos of all time. 
you know, that picture of Flex just kind of standing relaxed. He's just about to hit a front double here. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, uh, so that's crazy. He decided crazy. not to because he won without. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to. He just pump faked, you know? He's a, that's enough. Wonder how he's yeah, doing. Yeah. I know he was, you know, doing pretty rough there for a while with the leg and all of that. And then did he, I think he caught COVID, COVID this year. Yeah. So I, I wonder how he's doing, man. It's been, he just seemed like the, when, it, and, I, and I mean this with all respect to him. I, he just, last time I had seen him, he looked very humbled, I guess you would say, you know, humbled by having health stuff go on. So, oh, yeah. 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 He was yeah, one of the I best. Mean, I will remind you real quick. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. This was also a he when he won the Arnold in '98, I think. Good God, yep. man! He was so crazy. That's like another, you know what I mean? Yeah. So who was he up against to that he wouldn't win in Olympia? Who was who was he up against? Dorian, Dorian, and, Ronnie. and then Ronnie. Okay, yeah. Yep. yep. Which is man? I mean, what if we put him in like today's lineups? Do you think he would? He well, <laughs> some of them. Well, hey, if 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 Sean Roden won the 2018 Olympia. Yeah, we look win in Olympia. They're the yep. same size. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 in my opinion, uh, Flex was missing absolutely nothing. Hmm. And you could you could definitely argue that uh, that from the back there were some things missing on road and on the upper body. You yeah, know? that was yeah. his weakness. Whereas Flex's Flex's weakness was his glutes weren't always striated. That was literally the mm. only thing that really held him back. And then when they were striated, Ronnie's were also striated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so and, well, and then also if, if Ronnie didn't exist, then Flex would have won multiple Olympias probably. Yeah, it's funny. What's the list? If if Ronnie if Ronnie never Let's say Ronnie retired in '97. You would have had Flex Wheeler, and Lavroni would have both won for sure. Lavroni might have gotten Olympia, and yep. then the Jay Cutler era started, and it would have just been all Cutler, 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 banging away yep. and getting demos. Yeah. yeah, it would have been. It's crazy when you think about that. Like you take one guy of the game, and all of a sudden Cutler probably has the record for Olympia wins. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you take Dorian, take Dorian out of the game. And you got Kevin Lavrone, Flex Wheeler, Sean Ray, Nasser El Sambadi, all winning Olympias. Yep. Yeah. Which is like crazy. That's how good those guys were, you know. Yeah. I really like Lavrone. You know? I, li- I really liked his physique oh. a lot. Takes one guy to cock block ten other dudes. Right. For fucking <laughs> half a decade at least. Now Lavrone in his prime to me is would be the ultimate physique to me. Like yeah. um, when he won the uh, British Grand Prix, uh, was it '99? Nuts! Yeah, God, what was that? I can't remember. He's, he was he opposed to killing flawless. in the name, right? Yep. Yeah, that was a really cool yeah. one. It's funny. Anytime that song starts, I can still I can see the whole routine in my head. I'm like, oh, and then he does this, and then he <laughs> was this from the routine here? Was this the year? Because this just says Grand Prix. This is '99. Yeah, that's yep. it. Ninety nine Grand Prix. No, that is it. Yeah, it is. not a great Crazy. picture, yeah. but a screenshot there. He's it. got yeah. green trunks on. That's the video. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's mental there. Just the the shape that those guys had then, like, and I don't know if it was, but it was almost like the look was a little bit different. The way the shoulders, because like, you could say that like I I feel like uh, uh, what's his name Flex had the same thing with like the arms and the shoulder roundness, and I don't mm. know if it was like the Exaclean or something that they were all. 
you know, everybody says that they were using back then, but it was a different look and it was very specific to that time. And I thought it looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you do anything cool extra, you do anything extra to Lavrone and Wheeler, <laughs> like put a little Essequin in their arms. Yeah. And yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't look, look the so same cool on, on other people. Yeah. Other people are like, my arm's all lumpy and looks fucked up. And you do it to like, exactly. Kevin Lavrone does a little bit of Essequin. It's like, good God. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. 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 Oh, well. It reminds me of like when you put like a spoiler on your Honda Civic. You know what I'm saying? Versus <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. the Honda Civic. Thank yeah. you. And then a McLaren comes by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see a McLaren with a little spoiler on the back, and you're like, oh, okay. It's, yeah, I had spinning hubcaps, but I was still a Civic. So yeah. yeah. No offense to you yeah, Civic yeah, guys yeah. out there. I know you guys do a lot yeah, to the a cars. a lot of Civics doing a lot of bodybuilding. That's okay. <laughs> oh, God. You know? I know, I know. What's the next question? I had a oh comment over here, and it says, Dusty needs to make a shirt that reads, two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches a day. Yes, that's Gaines' <laughs> advice right there. Yeah. Is that is that All the right. prescription? <laughs> it is. It has been. I write it up very exactly. Okay, this is an important one, guys. You ready? Your son's girlfriend gets drunk and tells everyone she wants a threesome with him and his mate. What advice do you give? Uh, well, I, it depends on if you want your if if you're into that. I'm not going to criticize you, but uh, <laughs> I, I would I would say that. Uh, well, okay, let's say so. It's your son's girlfriend. So let's let's assume it's a teenager. Is that what we're doing? I'm going to assume an older teenager just so that doesn't make me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There let's you go. Like 18, 19, <laughs> yeah. 20. It's like, you're, 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 let's say you're, what's, what, what's the legal He's in college. He's in college. He's in college. So your college-age son comes home and goes, hey, yeah. dad, my girlfriend wants a threesome with me and my buddy. Is that, is that the scenario we're setting up here? Yes. yes that's, sounds like that's it. That's the scenario. Thanks, Paul. See, well, well <laughs> at, at, okay, at this stage in your life, um, she's probably not going to be your girlfriend for long. There's that. <laughs> There's that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Rethink the seriousness of this relationship. I don't know. Hey, it's, well. uh, you know, if it's different, if someone's like, Hey, my wife and I have been married for 20 years and, uh, she's going to let me bang other chicks and I'm going to let her bang other dudes. It's like, Hey, knock yourselves out. I'm not going to criticize you. <laughs> but when it's your, <laughs> when it's your son in college and it's just starting out, it's like, yeah, you should have a few serious relationships with girls before you go like making girlfriends with chicks like this. I don't know. <laughs> well, I was just going to toss out the simple fact that really all that really happened was your son's girlfriend said that she wanted to sleep with his friend. That's a that's good point. Yes, that's well, that's, 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 that's really that's good point. Yeah. That's actually yeah, the so only then, thing that just happened. She yeah. just included yeah. you, so it didn't seem weird to be like, "I want to." Yeah. Sleep so with then. <laughs> right, right. So if you if if you just want to break it down for me, go well. Technically, you should ask to sleep with one of her friends too, and just see how that goes. There you go. Yeah. Keep it even. Perfect. Funny you said that because I think well, Becky's pretty hot myself. Yeah. So you know, and then just say, hey, listen, let's do both, um, but we'll flip a coin and see who goes first. See, if she's like, she's willing to. Oh, 50 odds. <laughs> Ah, Becky, oh. give Becky a call. Looks like I win. <laughs> <laughs> get Becky over here. Uh, you know, 
See, it's all in how you look at things. That's all. That's all you got to understand. It could work out. It could work out. You see, did you notice how hesitant I was to? I don't want to criticize other people's sexual endeavors. Sure, sure. You knock no. yourself out. You're none of my fucking yeah. business. You know. Oh, absolutely. I don't want to cancel. Like me and well, me and Dusty have that. Hey, Dusty, but didn't we have this conversation before? We've had guys come to the booth and be like, "Hey, do you want to bang my wife?" Remember? Yes. Can we talk about this well, already. I've offered yeah. money for it. You're kidding. Yeah, I'm just saying. I remember I that conversation. The, the, Appreciate the, the sort of, I guess I'll take it as a compliment, but, you know, I've got other things going on this weekend. I'm a little <laughs> busy. What you say? A little busy right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, mutants got me all around with stuff. I'm just <laughs> I would. I totally would, but. I totally would. No offense <laughs> to your wife. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. It's an odd thing. Odd thing for sure. Okay. And some people think this industry is strange. <laughs> I don't know why. So here, here's one. So what's the heaviest you ever got, Dusty? Uh, 312. 305? 312. 312. Heaviest, heaviest Ron ever fights the heaviest Dusty ever. Who wins? <laughs> oh, my God. I can, I, can, I can absolutely, I can absolutely say that I would lose this because I remember walking up a single flight of stairs <laughs> at 312 pounds. The only fighting oh. chance that I would have in any altercation at that point in my life would be if I fell on top of them. The hug and fall. The <laughs> hug and fall. The hug and fall. <laughs> and just stay on because that would have been the end. I don't think people... Right. I mean, Ron, you, you know, because when you were at 3.30, I can't even imagine what it was. But I would think of like... So when I was at my heaviest, I lived on the third story of a stairs-only condo. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bet you really regretted stairs. that decision. Oh, I, re I regret so many decisions, Scott. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not even close to the top of them, though, I gotta be honest. <laughs> but yeah, that would that would be the most pathetic mess. I can just remember like basic things, like I mean, you know, Ron, like you walk into the gym and then you forget something in the car, like, oh, you left your straps, and it's like, oh, I don't even know if I need straps today if I got to walk back to the car. <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember, that would be... Uh, I remember walking through Costco one time when I was super heavy. I remember, like, like, big, big, you know, walking through Costco and, like, leaning on the cart and, like, just letting my weight It was rest more of a cane than anything. It was like a walker. walker. Just trying to, like... Get around Costco. And then you run into someone that, that you know and they want to do the stop and chat. And then it's just five more minutes on your feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to sit down real bad. Can we just cut this short? You know, I got to get the fuck out of here. That lineup's getting longer. I need to go. Yeah. Oh, those are. You know. That's funny. That was actually, you know what? We're, we're going we're gonna to segue with this. I, I'd say, I'd say to, 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 to say one more thing about it. The fight would only last thirty seconds tops. One, I think we'd both like give up, or just lay there on the ground beside each other, going, "Are we done?" <laughs> <laughs> you have thirty oh, seconds to knock me out. If you can't knock me out in thirty seconds, if you can't do we it. Both then. Just, we both just fall down from exhaustion. Oh God! I. It is funny though to me because that's a common question when you're bigger, and I'm like, that's not the time I was thinking about that. Yeah, oh, shit. Where did it go? That's funny. I don't think of bodybuilders in general as being real fighters. You know, I, no. it, by by nature. I mean, there's some some guys, yes, but We're most bodybuilders. In your, yeah, 
You, yeah. You're not interested in your conflict. We're busy putting muscle on. Yeah. Leave me alone. I got For no need. But okay, everybody else is selfish to even be thinking about you. But everybody else is like, <laughs> oh man, that guy would beat everybody up, you know. But yeah, it's not your it's like, thought. No, I wouldn't. I don't care about your your issues. <laughs> just, just leave me alone. Not the slightest. What if I called? What if I? I remember, you know, people come up to me drunk. What if I called you and fucking? What would you do? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't care about you. At you all, far you far ex- extended your belief you know? in how much you matter to me. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I wouldn't care. It's you the ultimate to burn, just, too. Like, yell in my face something mean, and I'd just be like, "Yeah, ah, there it is." Sorry, there. I was struggling to find this. What is something that you that you deal with or dealt with being big that you didn't think about early in the process? Um, how, so one thing we were joking about the other day was, um, you know, I thought that now that I'm lighter, I'm going to be easier on things, which I am, but I'm still wearing out the new couch that we just bought like a year and a half ago. So it made me think of how heavy I used to be and how quickly I used to break things. Like there are a bunch of stuff. I remember I bought a Jeep. It wasn't new. I bought it used, but it was in great shape, you know, lady driven. You know, and and uh, I remember within a year, like the seat was broken, so it had a little bit of a tilt to the like back corner. Oh, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. And I and I took it in, and I'm like, yeah, my seat's not level. And he's like, oh yeah, it kind of punched through the floor a bit. The floor, and he had to fix it. <laughs> you punched through the floor. Of the yeah, beat. like whatever the bolt was in the floor, kind of like whatever it was, it just dropped a bit, but it was enough that it wasn't level. So you know, my hips were off kilter, and it was giving me issues. And so they fixed it, and then. Couple years later, my seat like broke again, and like you know the adjuster, you can come all the way up or you can go yeah. like, all the way back. Yeah. Yeah. It broke. I think it's like the teeth that like there's a gear in there with teeth. Yeah, and some of the teeth broke, so I couldn't put it up as far as I liked it. It had to go like two thirds the way back. <laughs> so I had to get a new little like thing, a little clicker put in, so it would stay like where I wanted it, and then. Right before I, like a year before I sold it, because I drove that Jeep into the fucking ground. I put 300,000 kilometers on it, which is like, I don't know, 200,000 miles or whatever, Dusty. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, my seat again was broken. It was like kind of crooked. And a guy at my gym who had an auto body shop, he's like, I'll fucking fix it. You don't want to put any money into this. I'll just fix it for you. So he like put like a metal reinforcement bar in my seat, like kind of behind it and bolted it on. And it it's looked like, a- like shit, but. Fat person bar, basically. Like a fat person bar. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So, like, you know, I would have never known when I was young that I would be breaking automobile seats. You know, yeah, chairs. And, you're you right. Know. Chairs in general. For me, it was because I had the stores, office chairs, because I always had office uh, chairs in the back yeah. desk. And after a while, just because combination of them breaking and me being cheap, we just no longer had backs to the office chairs. When I would break it, there's no longer a back. That chair stays. Yeah, just learn to sit up straight. It's good for yeah. your posture. Because <laughs> you would yeah. you'd lean back, like get, you know, whatever, be lazy and be leaning back and snap. And I'm like, snap. Fuck. So you're doing the BOSU ball thing where you get everybody sitting on those BOSU balls. <laughs> like nice and upright. We got proper typing posture. Yeah. All my employees hated me because there were no comfortable chairs because of me in the yeah. office. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. Yes, I'd say that, that sort of stuff. Another thing, too, is... I wasn't expecting when I lost weight, 
I went from, you know, heavy, heavy to this. I wasn't expecting my shoe size to go down a full size. You're kidding. Yeah, well. That's interesting. I, I could always wear a size 13 lengthwise, like there was enough room for the toe. But I had to go to a size 14 at one stage just because my foot was just too tight. Like it, 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 huh. it was the shoe wasn't quite wide enough. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, oh, I got super <clears throat> wide feet. I need a size 14. So I just wore size 14s. I started buying size 14. I did that for years. I got a bunch of like really like in great shape, a bunch of Jordans that are 14s. And then when you dump fucking 70 pounds, um, I, my 14s are way too big now. Like my foot isn't as big as it used to be. It's not as fat, you know? Huh. Mm-hmm. And so it's still, I assume it's still the same length, but now I can easily wear a 13 or 13 chucks and all my new shoes are 13s now and they, yeah. fit, they fit great, but I couldn't wear 13s for a while. Like a, like a, a Jordan one in mm-hmm. 13 used to hurt my foot to put it on. And now that's what I wear. It's funny. Now, now that's your shoe. It yeah. is funny. There, yeah. there are little things like that too, though, you think about, it. and I know all, any, any bodybuilder who's listening to the show can relate to the fact also in reverse that the first time you're getting to a weight, how uncomfortable you are. And then once you've been there for a long time, like anything under 300 is completely comfortable to me. Huh. Yeah, I'm not even it. uncomfortable anymore. It's crazy. I'm like, it's, but I yeah, can see it's it. fine. And then, but, but then you'll hit a weight. And, and I remember the first time I hit, I was shooting for 260. The first time I hit 255, I was like, this is the most uncomfortable, god off. It was, I should say, the first time I hit 255, and it was actually a decent amount of muscle. It was terrible. And now, like, literally, I have to be pushing over three to be uncomfortable at all. I don't even think about it. Like, I'm just, yeah, it's normal. You know what I mean? So I can't even yeah. imagine what you must feel like now, Ron at 250 after being, you know, as high as 330, it's like fucking ninja man walking around, light on his feet, riding a bicycle. <laughs> riding a bicycle, <laughs> doing tail whips, working on his rolling tail whips. You know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was never obviously as big as you guys were, but I've got one that I didn't expect adding weight. And I think that most of our listeners will probably relate to this too, is you can't be stylish anymore once you've put on like you like once you've put on muscle you can't go and just buy a suit for instance oh no you know what i mean you can't you, there's a lot of this a lot of the styles of clothes that will be popular like you can't be a part of because like you just you know they just doesn't work like a lot of the stores they'll have their t-shirts cut where the shoulders are really narrow and it's designed for like narrow rectangular shaped people and you go mm-hmm. to put that extra extra large on and it still is cut with the shoulders like way way up here so you know that's i remember that the first when when i first got into <clears throat> i wasn't even good but i've always had a big neck anyways but i went a friend was getting married and i had to like get a shirt and i was gonna go get a shirt and then have it cleaned and then wear it two days later and i yeah. went to like a dillard's and the lady's like can I help you i'm like yeah i need a dress shirt she goes but well, i have nothing for you and i was like right just something i said yeah. Like I literally didn't understand what she was talking about. And she was like, the biggest neck that we carry is 17 and a half. Yeah. You're yeah. more than that. And I was like, are you yeah. sure? She's like, yes. And that was like, I just had no idea. I was like, oh, well, where do I get a shirt? She's like, big and tall, and that's not going to fit you. I was like, yeah. 
So, th- so there's nothing I can do by Saturday. She's like, You're fine. this is all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I felt like I was being yelled at a little bit. Yeah. I was like, all right. So that was the day that I became a slob for the rest of my life. And here we are. <laughs> right. There's <laughs> uh, flip, flip flops and track pants. Uh, was it. Then I, bought a, forward, I, saw, yeah. I bought some white striped Adidas pants that day. And that's what I wore to the wedding. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> Hey, these are my dress sweats. <laughs> these are the newest ones I have. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, they're velour. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, there's nothing like nothing says wedding like white velour track pants. Yes, perfect. Scott, that's that was a very valid uh, fact. I laugh when somebody asks me anything about fashion. I'm like, have you seen me? You got to do like if you Why do a would dress you shirt? ask me. You got to do like the leaving it unbuttoned thing. You look like like a pro wrestler that was trying to get cleaned up looking. You know what I mean? Right. R- right roll right, the right. sleeves up because they're definitely way too long. Uh, the you know the it's coming down to your knees. The, the dress shirt right. is you know. It's you know what I do it. like though is when you when you do finally get to the point and you bite the bullet and and have some custom suits made. Suits were made to make average men have the shape that we actually have yeah so when you buy a good suit and you're a bodybuilder it actually looks really good it costs you four thousand dollars but it looks really good (laughs) (laughs) yeah i remember the first actual like custom suit i had made and i was like holy shit this is the first time i'm not looking a slob in like a decade this is amazing yeah, when you get pants made, like I've got, uh, you know, a handful of suits because of, you know, when I was emceeing, emceeing shows and stuff. And when you get pants made, the big oh, yeah. kicker is when you stand up, they just fall into place. Yeah. Whereas like every other pair of dress pants I had as like a young bodybuilder or, a, you know, a bartender bodybuilder had to go to a wedding or something. You get these dress pants. When you stand up, you got to pull them down. Yeah. You're stuck, yep. you're stuck, you know? <laughs> And and it's and also too another thing you just got to get over with suits. It doesn't matter how big your legs are; they're not going to look big in dress pants. <laughs> dress pants are like the ultimate leg killer. Like you can wear like tight jeans and people can see your quads and stuff, but you put on a pair of dress pants, it's like you just look like you have dress pants on. It's yeah. like a normal guy because you know they're just how they're cut and how they're pleated and that material they are. They just like you don't look big and no one's legs look really big in dress pants. You know, oh, martini but, glass but you can, Yeah, but you can look good in a suit, you know, it's gotta make it work. It's valid. Yeah. Very valid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got we a got finisher. Uh, we, need, we need the we need the finisher question. No pressure, and it's not me go. <laughs> no pressure and it's not me go. Well, this one's for me, but I'll just throw it out for fun. We don't have to do it. What's the best Metallica song ever, and why is it creeping death? <laughs> <laughs> I love when people ask questions like that. It's beautiful. Which is so kind of funny. The Creeping Death. Creeping Death is one of my very favorite Metallica songs. It is That's a good one. Like what is people. your favorite? It's it's like it might be Creeping Death because I've actually, you know, also like it's a little more their new their, you know, not off the first four thrash metal albums, but Sad But True was also always a killer song. Yeah. You know, and like the whole thing, not some people don't listen to the words to songs, but I listen to the words to Metallica has some killer lyrics and sad, but true is an awesome one. Cause it, you know, at the end of the song, he's talking about himself, right? Mm-hmm. If you listen to the words, 
you you don't you don't know who he's talking about but then at the end you realize he's, he's like looking in the mirror looking at himself you know so it's like very interesting song and then uh creeping death is this is one of the funny things that i like looking back on music history is how back when i was young you know there was all this stuff about like oh the heavy metal bands are satanic and the heavy metal bands are devil that. music and Oh, yeah. Remember, like the old like paranoia about metal bands and all the parents yeah, freaking yeah. out, Tipper Tipper Gore freaking out about our morality, and and then you you realize now that like these metal bands like they're writing like the deepest fucking lyrics, like metaphorical mm-hmm. shit that's amazing. Like Creeping Death is all about a biblical story. It's it's the story of the you know the plague sweeping through and like it's it's amazing you read the lyrics to creeping death and you're like oh fuck because hetfield grew up in a religious household and there was a lot of like you know biblical shit thrown at him and i think his parents were i think they were like i don't want to say uh jehovah's witnesses or mormons or something they were something like that so he kind of grew up in like a really really strict religious household so a lot of early Metallica songs were like biblical references and stuff like that, but in like a badass, kick-ass way, you know, like songs about, <laughs> you know, biblical warfare and stuff like that, like pretty crazy. So if you look up the lyrics to Creeping Death and read them, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool, pretty pretty heavy stuff, like a lot more complex than what parents thought they were talking about. Sure. You know? Yeah, metaphorical lessons. It's Bible study time, kids. We got a Metallica creeping death. There was a comment on the last episode from Mighty May seventy two says, "Does anyone else think that Ron should spend ten minutes on every episode talking about music history?" I'm seriously entertained by his the stories he tells about bands and artists. Great show as always. So there you go, Mighty May. There you go. I agree with that one hundred percent. But I think that. It could be that or movies or basically Ron should have about a 15 minute segment where we just set him. We just let him go. Ron's corner, you know? Yes. <laughs> like sounds, Coach's corner. Sounds only terrible. Different. <laughs> sounds like no, a lot of pressure. Oh, that, well, the just whatever you want. We, could be Bitcoin. We do it already. Could be music. You just don't know. No, 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 no. We've been doing it for You're 118 right. episodes. You're right. We have. He hasn't caught on yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> so true. It's true. Wait, he thinks that all of these questions actually come from someone else. <laughs> I drop a gem in that I've been waiting for for a week and a half. I watch one movie and I'm like, I don't understand the ending. And I'm like, well, John Smith wants to know what yeah. was meant when he said. <laughs> I put him in motion. That's yeah. it. <laughs> no, I always get this little bit of guilt whenever I talk about something that I'm really crazy about and I get going. I always get this little bit of guilt inside me like, They've had enough, Ron. They've had enough. <laughs> no, because you know go. That, no, because you know that I'm a big enough asshole that I would just cut you off. Like, yeah, we're good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. good. That's it. Next yeah. question. Let them go. They've got enough to look up. You've already given them three Googles. Just leave them be. Yeah. Trust me. See, these guys don't realize that back in the day when you'd say, well, when you would, you'd read the lyrics, they, they came with the cd or the tape yeah they're in that they're in the tape that was part of the process of getting your yeah the first so i used to have like a a, like a thing like the first listen through an album was like take it home sit in my bedroom put the headphones on and read the whole album the whole cover read all the lyrics to all the songs get the feel for the album that's how i used to absorb records 
And I did that from like a young age. I remember doing it with like Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction. Ooh, I remember yeah. doing that. And I would have been uh -huh. like 12 or 13. I remember doing that with Metallica albums and, and all that stuff, you know, listening. And even the, the rap I listened to, I'd listen to it so much that I would know every word. Yeah. Like, What's he talking about? Oh, that's what he's talking about. You know, some yeah. people don't care about yeah. the lyrics, and then there's people. Yeah, like there's you know, proven, that's proven wanna... by today's music, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always found that fascinating. Like, I have friends who are heavy, like they they love their fucking music, but it's all about the beat. They don't even know the words. Yeah, like oh yeah, I don't really, I don't know what this song's about. And I'm like, you don't know what this song's about. You love this song. They're like, yeah, it's my favorite beat. Like, I love this song. I'm like, you don't know what it's about though. And they're like, no, it's yeah. irrelevant to me. It, you know what I mean? I always found that fascinating because that was just so like, oh, I can't stop there. I got to like, I gotta like well, find out. There's a story back then. That's the thing is it was yeah. actually a, a three to nine minute story. Yeah, some songs are. Yeah some, yeah, some songs are definitely, you know. So, yeah, it's good. I like that shit. I like when there's a bit of a story. And then, you know, there's more abstract lyrics. Like a lot of grunge music was just like abstract thoughts. Like Cobain said his songs didn't necessarily mean anything to anyone specific but whatever you interpret them to mean is perfectly fine yeah. you know what i mean so because mm -hmm. he was just rhyming words a lot of the time just trying to be funny like i read a, a funny story about the title of the song smells like teen spirit right like where'd you get that from right well him and a friend of his they were just like goofing off and like writing on the wall i guess i don't know what you do when you're just fucking around and uh she wrote, you know, there's a deodorant called Teen Spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the girl wrote, Kurt smells like Teen Spirit. Ha, ha, ha. On the wall. And he just saw smells like Teen Spirit. And he was like, uh, and it just is in his head. So he put it in his own notebook. And that's it. <laughs> it doesn't have like a deep philosophical meaning. It's not like he wasn't talking about a generation of children rising up and changing. the. No, it wasn't about that. It was just him just writing words that rhymed and triggered you to think that's a weird, that's a weird lyric. What does that mean? You know? Yeah. Because he was all into like just stimulating you to think like, you know, right. What do the words mean? They don't mean anything, but what do you think of when you hear them and what do they mean to you? That was his big thing. So some, some artists are like that. And then other people are like, you know, telling a like a, a actual like, you know, autobiographical tale, you know? Yeah. The end. So, <laughs> yeah. The end, you know? So, okay, gentlemen, I'm happy with that. We'll do our thing. We'll uh, like, share, subscribe, comment. Ring the bell. There you go. Do that for us and we'll keep coming back. There you go. <laughs> oh, late. Okay. The so what's the do. deal? I guess what's next Monday? What's next Monday? It's Monday. Next oh, Monday, twenty seventh. We're yes. totally done Christmas. We're all in the clear, so we can just fire it up on the twenty seventh. You think? Yes, absolutely. We'll uh, hopefully we'll make that work. I'll uh, let you gentlemen know if something changes. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. Thanks, guys. Remember, everybody, it's just bodybuilding. <laughs>